You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Indians. I'm not sure how welcoming anyone feels right now. Uh, it's pretty much official at this point. The Indian season is over. Uh, as I am recording this podcast, it is a 7-0 matchup with the White Sox in the seventh inning. Uh, Aaron Saval, we always knew he was playing a bit over his head, and it finally came back to bite the Indians in this one. Um, the reason I say he was playing a bit over his head is his walk rate was pretty much unsustainable. And I'm sorry, not his walk rate. His hit rate was unsustainable. His walk rate was very much sustainable. But uh, the home run rate was not what we've seen for him historically in the minors even. And his strikeout rate is low. Um, you can get away with it, but it's not something you expect to see. I mean, this is a guy through the minors who averaged one home run per uh, game, pretty much. And in the majors, he was at a .3 entering this one. He gave up two tonight. Through the minors, he averaged over eight at hits per nine. Coming to tonight's game, he was under seven. Those those just aren't things that we're going to continue to stay. A lot of people are getting very hyped about Aaron Zavall. Um, and the performance was good this year, but there's still... He's a 4-5, likely. Not, you know, he's been pitching like a like a 2-3, but it, it just it wasn't going to stay. And unfortunately, um, picked a really bad time for it to happen, just like the Indians picked a really bad time for their offense to completely disappear. Uh, again, in this one, it's three hits. Top of the lineup's been pretty ugly... Um, I, I don't know more to say. Uh, the Indians will end the season with the Chicago White Sox with a record of eight and eleven. Uh, that's, I mean, that's you want to look to why they're not going to be in the postseason this year. That's one of them. The White Sox are well on their way to being a team with a bottom ten draft selection, and the Cleveland Indians could not solve them this year. When the White Sox threw terrible pitchers, this was a bullpen by committee game. Yesterday they threw out one of the worst starters in baseball in Ross Detweiler, and the Indians were completely stymied. I don't know if they're pressing or what, but you know they lost a pair of games to Ivan Nova, who was one of the five worst everyday starters in baseball this year. Um, for whatever reason, the Indians just struggled with the White Sox. As a matter of fact, when you go through, they struggled with most teams against... Baltimore, who's going to have the second worst record in baseball, they're only four and three, three and three against Boston. Boston, pretty much in the second half, has been uh, beat up by every team except for the Indians, who instead struggled against them. As I mentioned, the White Sox are eight and eleven. Houston, three and four. You'll take that. Kansas City, twelve and seven. I mean, that seems solid on paper, but at the same time, it's another team that's going to be picking in the top five. You'd want to see that a little better. Los Angeles the Angels, they were dominant. Minnesota at 10 and 9, you'll take. Uh, New York Yankees 4 and 3, that's great. Oakland 1 and 5, that's that's one of the ones that haunts them. Seattle 5 and 1, that's a good good one. 1 and 6 versus Tampa. That's another one that haunts you. 4 and 3 against Texas, you'll take that. 6 and 1 against Toronto, that's that's pretty solid. And then 8 and 9 versus the National League. We'll see if they can get above 500 in that category. Uh, I didn't mention one team, and that's the Detroit Tigers. 18-1 against the Tigers. And the reason I didn't mention that is I just kind of wanted to bring that up. Like, if if you bring that up uh, and you go, right now the Indians are 28 games, soon to be 27 games over 500. You get rid of the 
the Tigers, the 27 goes down to 10, which is still good, but it's not as good. This team really got buoyed by complete, utter, and total dominance of a team they faced 19 times and won 18 games um, against you know, a team like the White Sox. They're 29 games back of the Twins. They couldn't break 500. Uh, you know, against the two teams they're facing the wild card, they won one game. They went two and combined 11. That's why they're not making the playoffs. Um, it's interesting that they were able to hold their own against, like, the Yankees and the Athletics and the Twins, all the teams that are going to win their divisions. But these wild card teams and below, that that's where the struggles were. Um, it's disappointing. Uh, this is a team that still can get to 95 wins, but... They're not making the postseason. Like, it's it's done. Um, you know, they're a game and a half back. They lose tonight. Tampa is, you know, we'll, we'll go into the Tampa and the Oakland game. But with three to play, a game and a half back. Tampa, I believe, did not play today. Um, Tampa has three against Toronto. I mean, that's just, they're not, <laughs> you're not making up a game and a half was soon to be two and a half against Toronto. I mean, they'll probably officially get eliminated from the playoffs tomorrow. Um, you know, they're game and a, two and a half back with three to play. It's magic number is one for the, the Rays. It's just plain and simply it. As for Oakland, they're beating Seattle one nothing in the first. I mean, I think Seattle wins tonight. They would clinch, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's just... The Indians and any hope of the postseason is done at this point. It's just there's no no sugarcoating it. Um, thanks to the Chicago White Sox and the Indians' inability to hit terrible, terrible pitching and specifically the terrible, terrible pitching of the Chicago White Sox throughout the course of the year this year. It's... It's just crappy. It's a, a situation where, you know, there's a lot of reasons for excitement. But at the end of the day, what it all comes down to is and they kind of went out with a degree of a whimper this month that felt like, you know, yes, they beat the Tigers. Yes, they took two out of three from the Phillies. The, the Rays series was a disaster. The series against... Um, why am I blanking on that other series? The series with Minnesota, another disaster. It's like, it's just not a good month, and the Indians are going to fall short. No October baseball for the first time in a while. Yeah, it's it, it stinks. Like, there's no other way to put it. Um, they overcame a lot this year. When you look at, you just, not even looking, just thinking about the situations with Kluber, Carrasco, trading Bauer and you know what that would do to any rotation. Uh, significant time lost for Lindor, for Clevenger, for Jose Ramirez. Uh, I mean, about the only consistency this team has had this year is Carlos Santana. In terms of play, in terms of performance, and in terms of health, um, that's it. That is what they have. And to win 95 games which I still think they have a chance at, is great. Even if they get swept from here on out and only end up with 93, it's still a strong season. It's it's a disappointing season, but it's it's still a strong season. Um, the White Sox have pushed another one across. Side note, if uh, anyone was curious about that, 
you can yeah my cat is not very happy about it either and then again what just kind of stinks with this is you know even if let's say they lose all the games going forward 93 uh they're still going to have a better record than the brewers the cardinals and the nationals um and again yes they had one advantage those teams did not which was facing the detroit tigers 18 times but it you know it's kind of one of those debates we can never really answer of if the Indians had been in the National League and one of those teams slipped, you know, what would it have looked like? How would have uh, records been changed? What would the situation be in? It's hard to not feel like the American League was just stacked this year and uh, there was a much easier path to the playoffs if you were in the National League. Our sponsors today, we have Vivid Seats. They are a service that provides seats to sporting events, music, uh, concerts, just about anywhere you would want to go. You can get your seats through Vivid Seats. And the great thing is that they reward you by going there. You can go from an all-star to an MVP. And, you know, it, with all the services out there, this is the only one rewarding you for using them. We have a special deal that if you go over and you get your seats and you use the promo code KICKOFF at Vivid Seats, you can save up to $100 on your tickets. So while it's not Indians playoff tickets, if you're going to go see a concert in the Cleveland area, or if maybe you're close and you know you don't live in Cleveland, and you want to go see a playoff uh, matchup in another city, go use Vivid Seats, saving up to a hundred bucks. Um, you're gonna play. Sometimes it feels like you're gonna pay close to a hundred bucks just in service fees when you use another site. Vivid Seats promo code kickoff. BlueChew.com is our other sponsor. BlueChew has been with us from the beginning. Uh, they have been our most reliable sponsor, and they can be a reliable source of mail enhancement for you. BlueChew.com, you go over there, use the promo code MLB. If you've ever been curious, if you've ever wanted to try mail enhancement, here is your chance. You're not going to have to pay for the pill. They're so confident in their product, they're giving it away for free, thinking we can take a loss, people will come back because our product is that good. You do have to pay the five bucks for shipping, so small price to pay to give get a chance to try their product. Remember, you're going to go over there, you're going to go to bluechew.com, you're going to use the promo code MLB, and it's a product so good they can give it away knowing that people are going to come back and buy it after they try it. Bluechew.com, promo code MLB. Okay, so the Indian season is pretty much done at this point. A quick rundown on today's game, because I realize I really did not go into it. I don't know if I want to go into it. Um, on top of Aaron all struggles, Carlos Carrasco struggled again in this one. It has not been a, a triumphant return for him. Uh, I don't know what to make of Carrasco. I don't know what to what make of him going forward. Um, obviously, his illness, I mean, cancer, and pitching again is, is still phenomenal and amazing. But um, we need to, I, I don't know. It's just hard to figure a player like him out because um, he had his struggles earlier in the year and then he's not been effective since he came back. And you just wonder if he's out there maybe pushing too hard and not at full strength. Uh, James Hoyt, after those early great performances, has um, been excessively mediocre. I think one of the things that hurt watching this game before I came on, you know, Daniel Palka uh, really hasn't played much this year. But he's been really bad when he has played. 27 games, 77 at-bats. Uh, just 7 hits and 77 at-bats. 
No extra base hits entering tonight. So not one extra base hit and 77 at-bats. In those 77 at-bats, he struck out 31 times. So it's a guy who has a batting average under 100 who's striking out nearly 50% of the time. And what is he doing in today's game? He hits a pair of home runs because, of course, that's what's going to happen. Um, one off of uh, Saval and one off of Holt. Uh, James McCann, like, what a great get. Like, maybe one of the most underrated signings of the free agency period. Um, getting catching, finding catching in baseball is so hard to do. Like, it is the hardest position to solidify if you're a baseball team. It, it just is. There's such a limited quantity of solid catchers. James McCann is a 107 OPS plus, a 3.5 war uh, on baseball reference. He's posting a positive defensive war value and um, a positive offensive war value. I mean, it's just the fact that he's both, he's a good defender, and he's performing exceptionally as a hitter. Uh, had a home run tonight. He's up to 17. Uh, his previous best OPS plus was a 94 he had shown uh, in 2017. He had shown being a like a capable catcher. Uh, last year was not good. It goes on the open market. The White Sox sign him, and yeah, he he was an all star. Uh, he is arbitration eligible. Uh, you know, because of basically arbitration values, um, the Tigers decide to let him go. White Sox sign him. For 2.5, he's going to be arbitration eligible this year, and then a free agent at the end of next season. So, yeah, it's uh, what a get by them. I mean, that's one of those great under-the-radar additions any team had this offseason. But McCann was the uh, the other home run in this one. We talked about Saval. We talked about just the complete lack of anything from the... Uh, the hitters. I do want to talk about the Texas Rangers game because it kind of uh, pissed me off, for lack of uh, a nice phrasing. Uh, I don't know how many people paid attention to this, but Mike Miner had 199 strikeouts. So in the ninth inning, everyone is yelling at him on his team. Not yelling at him. Yelling at the first baseman to let a ball drop. like Basically to not try and win the game so that Miner could come back and get his 200th strikeout. Um, he was already up to uh, 127 pitches. It was it was a really high amount of pitches late in the season on a guy who has not historically thrown a lot of innings. Um, but to, to not win, uh, there's just something about that that really, really bothered me. The idea that you're not playing to win. That you're intentionally going to just sit there and be like, keep getting strikeouts, keep getting strikeouts. I mean, and the thing about it too is he didn't pitch a complete game. That strikeout was the uh, the second out in the ninth. They went and got uh, Jose Cleric to close it out. But he ended up with 126 pitches, um, nine strikeouts to get him to 200. It's, it's an arbitrary number that, um, I mean, you, you're you're raising his risk of injury, you're raising your chances of losing. There's a lot of reasons to really dislike the decision they made in this one, and it. I just had to talk about that. And, you know, former Ohio State product, Travis Larkins, nice to see him uh, pitching in the big leagues. 
for the right now with the Red Sox, he, he kind of got to open for them in this one. But uh, definitely a player worth talking about, just because uh, Ohio State has had some uh, has done a better job of producing talent in recent years. And uh, I always like to talk about the Ohio colleges because I spent a lot of time scouting them through the last few years. So I'm sorry that the uh, the last podcast that's going to occur during the Indian season itself is on such a down note, but. And unless they had made the playoffs, the last podcast was likely going to be on a bit of a down note. Um, even if they had made the playoffs, uh, if they didn't win at all, this last one was always going to be a bit bittersweet. But even though this season's done, we won't, we aren't done on Lockdown Indians. We're still going to be providing products throughout the offseason and talking about things like the draft, reagency, the minors. Uh, there'll be a lot of venues to, to go through and figure out, diving deep into the numbers. So keep uh, listening, keep following along. Uh, even though it is the off season, we'll still have lots of information. And especially as the Indians make their moves and figure out who's staying on this 40-man as they deal with that crunch and uh, see what free agency ends up looking like. If they wade into it a small amount this year with some of the money coming off the books or if they are still continuing to batting the hatches down and uh hopefully you know maybe they can get a new minority owner uh it certainly looks that uh the minority owner who's now the majority owner of the kansas city royals his loss kind of led to some of that pullback in terms of uh, salary and uh some of the reasons why they didn't spend as much so hopefully that is something we'll see this off season but uh, no matter what i will be here talking about the indians and i hope you will be joining me Thank you for listening. Thank you for rating and reviewing. It's very important to our podcast. And as always, go Tribe.